Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design Franchise, where we talk about anything that is of interest to an embedded developer, hardware, software, and everything in between. I'm here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Jason Carlson, who is the CEO of Congatech. And uh, I don't want to say he's been around the block a few times, but um, He's, he's been around for a while. He's been the CEO of Semtech. He was a, a high-level executive at Cirrus Logic and a bunch of other stuff. So I don't want to pay you as being old, Jason. Uh, I think it's seasoned. Is that the right way to say it? Well-seasoned, Rich. Well-seasoned. Well-seasoned. Okay. Well, you said that, not me. I, I went with seasoned. Okay. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing just fine, thank you very much. So um, you are in the Northeast. What's sort of the state of um, your, your staff with respect to the uh, COVID-19? Yeah, we are a worldwide company with offices, you know, all over, and we've really had to adapt, but I have to say that it's, you know, from a day-to-day point of view, business as usual, uh, as far as designing, building, shipping product, uh, the team's really done a good job adapting. Very interesting. Now, I, I want to talk to you about something totally different, but this, this is an important topic. How do you guys deal with um, having people, ha- having engineering staff in the office? Are they in the office? And what do they do when they need to use equipment that you can't take out of the office? Yeah, this has been, you know, I, I would say a great challenge in the be flexible, right? Because different regions have different rules and regulations with covid some areas being more of a hot spot than others. And so we're handling it pretty dynamically. In some situations, the engineers are going in the office and using the lab equipment there with whatever local regulation. In other situations, we've allowed engineers to bring uh, lab equipment to their homes so that they can continue their work. So you're following the local reg- regulations rather than just, just doing a worldwide conga tech, this is what you have to do? Absolutely. I mean, I understand for much bigger companies, maybe that's an easy call for them to make. But, you know, if we look at, for example, our our Asia-Pac headquarters are in Taiwan. Taiwan has just done a phenomenal job dealing with this throughout the process. And so they're probably more than anywhere, when you look at the last six months, it's been more business as usual. Whereas, you know, we've had other areas, whether it's in California or Germany or Czech, you know, that there have been hot spots where we've had to change how we're dealing with it, you know, on a monthly basis. Okay, you are very close to bringing me to a political discussion, which I do not want to have. So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to well, what I really want to talk about is ComHPC. Um, this is the biggest thing to come out of the PICMIG space and embedded computing in quite some time. Um, I'm assuming that you agree with that. Um, how do you think that this will, I don't want to say impact the market, because it'll probably be a while before it has any real impact, but what sort of reaction are you expecting from the market? Do you think this will be something that will be readily accepted, or is, is, it, is it going to take a while? Yeah, I couldn't ag- agree with you more. I mean, this, to me, I, I kind of view it as uh, once every 10, if not even more years than that type of event. And, and I think at a high level, I look at it two different ways. I think people who already know ComExpress and use modules 
they will just see this as the, the platform for them for the next 10 plus years because of the increased I.O. and bandwidth capability. But then there's the people who have not used modules or don't know ComExpress for reasons. It could be that they just weren't aware of them or because of limitations of the existing standard. And I think there, there's going to be some education required to make them aware of the capabilities of this new standard now. What about with respect to other form factors? Do you think that it'll, I was going to say negatively impact, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but do you think that from a competitive standpoint, you'll be taking business from other architectures? Um, I guess I think the ComHPC standard will absolutely open up applications that have not been addressed by modules before. Uh, so it may take more business from single board computer, either standard ones or full custom ones, than has done before. Um, you know, relative to if you look at like, say, uh, Smart or Q7, they're really not comparable. That's a much lower level of performance and power consumption. But I think for single board computers or full customs, yeah, we, we I, I see it as growing the addressable market for modules. Okay, you brought up the idea of applications. So what is the application space that you think will really benefit from ComHPC? I think it's about anything that has a significant amount of I.O. needs and uh, bandwidth in the 25-plus gigabit range, you know, PCI Gen 4, Gen 5. And so this can be different things like anything with real-time automation, or anything real-time related, could be robotics, could be, uh, you know, unmanned vehicles, this kind of thing. Okay. Um, what that leads me toward, um, I have this thing I, I talk about Industry 5.0 a lot, and I know people have different definitions of it. My definition, which I think is sort of accepted, is where um, robots and people can safely and securely operate in the same environment. Um, this sounds like the perfect application for ComHPC. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that's exactly what we're talking about is whether it's a, ro you know, what is the definition of robot, I guess, but whether it's any piece of equipment acting intelligently but then being able to be used in the presence of humans without fencing or screening or whatever, there's quite a bit of compute power required to do that and to do that in real time. And this is something that I think ComHPC will do a great job of addressing. You don't just point people to Rosie when you, when you, when you talk about the robot? Or am I dating myself? <laughs> exactly. Very good, very good. Well, I'm afraid that's all we have time for, Jason. Um, this has been very enlightening. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to educate me. Well, thanks, and I, I really enjoy having the chance. Like I said, I think ComHPC is really the next generation enabler for all kinds of industrial automation, robotic security. You know, it's, it's going to be pretty broad spread. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And as as a way to get the word out uh, here in embedded computing design we're going to be doing uh featuring a whole bunch of videos based on the standard that congatech is participating in uh the second week of december 
So anything you ever wanted to learn about ComHPC, you can probably get at least a starting point from that series of videos on embedded computing design second week of December. That sounds great. So that was Jason Carlson. He is the CEO of Conga Tech and Iron Rich NAS with Embedded, embedded Computing Design. You have a great day, Jason. Thanks, Rich. You too.